When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, it's Chris Barrow here from the Naked Gaming Podcast, which I co-present with my fiance Lee. We've got another special in-short episode for you from the Naked Scientists. Last time round, actually, we had a great episode with Veronica Taylor, who is the voice of Ash Ketchum from the Pokemon series. Well, this time round, because of the recent huge re-emergence of The Witcher 3 as a game that people are playing, we've been catching up with the voice of The Witcher, Geralt himself... His name is Doug Cockle. He's a brilliant voice actor. He does a very good, hmm, which I can't do anywhere near as well as him. You can hear more about that in the interview. But the reason we're doing it is because when The Witcher 3 first ever launched, five years ago, 92,000 players were playing simultaneously on Steam at launch. Recently, because of a cut in price and launches on Switch and, of course, the new Netflix series, The Witcher... 94,000 people were playing only the other day. So there's a huge resurgence. But what does Doug Cockle, the voice of The Witcher, make of it all? That's great. It's wonderful. I, 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 I mean, the Netflix TV series was really well done, in my opinion. I, I absolutely loved it. And uh, the fact that it's leading people back to Witcher 3, the game, is just fantastic. Because it's a great game. So, uh, you know, if people are discovering it, uh, via the Netflix series, uh, that's that can only be a good thing. What did you make of the series itself? Because I, I mean, I absolutely loved it, and I, I agree with you; it was very well done. And it took me a couple of episodes to realise that it wasn't necessarily all in chronological order. Did you find that as well? Yeah, it took me a while to get into that. <laughs> um, that was the one, the, the one criticism I I had of it. Actually, I thought everything was done so well, but I just thought that. Um, it, it might have helped the audience a little bit more at the beginning to understand the, the, the time jumps. Yeah. Um, I, I, once I clocked it, I got it because I've read the books. Of course, yeah. So, you know, I understood where we were jumping to and from. And apparently, apparently, if you look closely, there are clues mm. uh, at the end or the beginning of, of each time jump telling us where we're going and where we've arrived. Yes. Um, but I haven't gone back to look for those yet. I've only seen each episode once so far. I suppose it's good that it bears repeated uh, listening and watching. And I guess you'll find that um, you know people will be playing... I mean, I went back and played The Witcher again because of all this hype. You know, I completed it and played it all <laughs> And I thought, oh, this series is great. I really want to play it. So I got it on the Switch, which I'd never had before. Uh, and that's opened it up to a whole new audience as well. Because that, what yeah. technologically now, on a console you can carry around it, it's kind of crazy it's insane i think it's great as soon as i heard that uh it was coming out on switch i was just like yes because <laughs> um it does it opens up a whole different audience because there are people who are just nintendo you know yes that's, that's yeah. all they want to know that's all they know um so all those people who may not have been able to play the witcher uh or who never thought about it now they can yeah it's so cool. And, and actually, I wanted to ask you, because you, you, we hinted at, you know, the jumping around 
um, timelines for the TV show. But I'm imagining that when you did the lines for The Witcher, that you very much didn't do it in chronological order from start to finish of the game, because it never works like that, does it? No, it doesn't. But it, it um, probably more so than in filming. Okay. Though I, I I can't say that for certainty. It's it's a while ago now since I recorded Witcher Three, um, and I think that at least to a certain extent there is a, a linear quality to recording the games because the writers they 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 are writing to a certain extent in a linear fashion. Yeah. Because because there is a story to the game. Um, film. I mean, films are written chronologically, but then not filmed chronologically. Mm, mm, I see what you mean. Um, but with Witcher Three, CD Projekt. Um, I mean, it's such a big thing to try to accomplish. So this isn't a criticism of them at all. But scripts were coming uh, to side where we were recording it. Sometimes the morning of my yeah. recording in the afternoon. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, they, that didn't happen terribly often, but. Uh, often enough that we all, you know, felt the felt the pressure of it, including <laughs> the writers at CD Projekt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so sounds- I think I think we were we were recording as linearly as we could. I don't remember there being a, a, a situation where I was recording something for Endgame uh, in you know in and and we hadn't recorded anything uh, before that. So. Well- well, with my um, new playthrough this time, I'm trying to make sure that I select all the secondary dialogue options to give you your full outing on this uh, playthrough. Because <laughs> there's, so, right. there's so much dialogue and you don't have to hear it all. If you choose, you know, the top option, which yeah. is the one that progresses the story, you can miss out on some of the funniest lines in, in gaming history kind of thing and the way they're delivered. And there's this really early on, I think most people will know there's a line about a unicorn uh, that I'm sure you've had repeated back to you loads of times, but but there is there's so much dialogue. Do you, do you even know how many thousands of lines it was? No, I could make a guess at it, but I'd, I'd yeah. be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> in the, certainly in the tens of thousands. Well, tens of thousands. You're probably likely, or at least sentences, tens of thousands. In, of yeah, in individual lines, I'd say there were probably you know thousands of them. Um, words i saw i did see a word count at one point and it was massive um i don't remember what it was though no sure i can hear it's interesting because my favorite um voice actors and i've listened to interviews with you before my favorite voice actors have very different voices from their speaking voice in fact on our last episode we spoke to the voice of ash Ketchum, which is veronica taylor and she right. was you know a pregnant uh, lady playing a 10 year old boy um so it was very kind of d- different skill for her um d- d- where did the voice develop for you because they must have had some ideas about what they liked or was it an audition process or, or did you just say this is how I feel Geralt is well it, it kind of evolved a little bit over time I think if you if you go back to early Witcher 1 stuff um, and then listen to Blood and Wine, Geralt. They're probably a little bit different. Yeah, I would I would imagine they are. Uh, partly because I quit smoking between Witcher One and Witcher Two. Ah, so the, the the whole quality of my voice shifted a tiny bit. Um, uh, yeah, it it was it was an audition process. So I had to audition for Witcher One, and uh, when I went to the audition, uh, and I understand I'm really shortening, you know, yeah, of all course, the things that happened, but. 
basically we got, you know, I was in the room for 15 or 20 minutes and Boris uh, from CD Projekt was there and he was auditioning. And um, I said, I'm, I, that's how I remember it anyways, that Boris was there. Mm. Uh, and he suggested, uh, think about, because we, we were trying different things and he described the character to me and that he was emotionless and that, you know, he had to have a fairly flat delivery. And, yeah. and so after playing with him for a while, he, he said, what, you know, just Doug, think about, think about Clint Eastwood in the Dirty Harry films. <laughs> go for something like that. You know, the, you know, go ahead, punk, make my day kind of thing. <laughs> and that's kind of where w the inspiration that, that pushed us in the direction that ended up being Geralt's voice. I hear but you. Then, as you get lower, there's hints of there's definitely hints of Geralt that start to come in. I notice. <laughs> as I as I go, yeah. yeah well, yeah. This, this is the thing is that in Witcher One, when we were when we were recording that, it was a really difficult voice for me to achieve. It my my voice just didn't go down there. <laughs> um, but now now Geralt is just part of my voice, so it's not <laughs> something I have to work terribly hard to achieve. Wow. Um, but. Uh, and that's I, I joke that it's I, that I've damaged my voice so much that now <laughs> my voice is is like that. But it's actually more like with an athlete, you know, because the voice is a muscle. Yeah, for sure. And um, so just like with an athlete, you know, they train to break muscle down to build it up again, stronger and more flexible. Yes, of course. Um, so it's the same thing with the voice. Basically, over over the years, I, I trained my voice to go to Geralt's voice um, uh, without having to push. Yeah, of course. When you need it to so, be accessible like that, if you're doing, I mean, I'm sure there's, you hope, I'm hoping there's going to be many more future projects. How can there not be with the success of Witcher 3 and, and the continued success of it? But it's just useful to have it sort of on tap kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of what I'm known for now. And yeah. frequently when I'm playing a main character in a video game, it's that kind of voice that they want. Yeah. So I actually find now it's, the struggle I have is to not do Geralt for other characters <laughs> who are very similar to Geralt. Yes, I know what you mean. Because it's like, <laughs> you, you don't need to fall back into that. And also you want to do the variety apart from anything else. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I, I did get, I, I have been able to play some different characters. I've, I've played some characters with Southern accents, uh, Southern American accents. Mm. Um, I played these two guys, uh, Mel and Bob, in a in a uh, video game called Randall's Monday. This is a few years back now, but yeah. I can't remember exactly who was who, but one of them was a sort of, he was a pawn shop owner. So I gave him this sort of <laughs> accent, you know, sort of a New York, Brooklyn kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I get to play with that kind of thing every now and then. It's really, really fun. That's really cool. I guess it, it's such a fun job. And I know you do all sorts of different things and acting and voice acting and teaching and everything as well. Uh, but it's, I, I guess the best thing about it is that that kind of variety. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's one of the things I've always loved about acting as a, as a career. Um, I, I think I, I unconsciously or subconsciously when I was deciding what I wanted to study at university, um, I think I, I really didn't want to do something that had me doing the same thing every day. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a military family. My dad was Marine Corps, so we moved a lot. So I was constantly changing houses, changing schools, changing friends. Not only did I love acting, but I think unconsciously the, the lifestyle appealed to me that, mm -hmm. you know, go do a day of filming here, uh, a week of recording there, uh, three months on, on a, a theater gig here. Yeah. Um, 
I, I didn't really think about it, I, but I think that that was in my mind when I chose acting as a career. It's such a one of the best, I suppose, perks of it. Um, but one of the worst things about it, obviously, is when there's not, you know, you get a month where there's not a lot and you think, oh, yeah. <laughs> you sort of start thinking come on when's the phone gonna ring i totally get i, I totally get the situation but obviously nowadays there must be so much stuff and it's nice to have a kind of flagship character that people are coming back to and, and i guess it can only be a good thing that that so many people now go back to playing the witcher because they'll think who's that guy who does that voice that's so cool you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean to be honest it's um i don't know i there's there's no way to quantify really yeah. what advantage playing Geralt has given me because I still have had, you know, six month periods of periods of time where I've had very, very little work. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly I'll get a flurry of stuff all happening at once. Um, uh, but, it, you know, for example, just recently, um, September, October, November, December time, I had, I, I did three, relatively small video game jobs. I did a convention in Florida and that was it. Wow. So chill time. Yeah. Yeah. Chill time. It's, uh, I, I don't know. Mm. It's, it's really hard to say, you know, whether people hear my performance in the Witcher and then go, wow, we got to get him in <laughs> or whether they don't have a clue. Actually, sometimes I think they don't know. Yeah. Um, well, they need yeah, they, to know, so I'm telling them now. <laughs> this man yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about one of the most vocally difficult things to, to get, because I don't know how you do this. And there's a... Particularly with Geralt, and, and I, I want to ask you about, you know, your, your feelings on Henry Cable's attempt at the voice as well. But there's a lot of just him going, hmm. Like, go, that, that's like one of the classic things he does as a character, just he goes, hmm, like that. Yeah. But you've got to yeah. get that in his voice. How on earth can you hum and kind of just grunt, but in another voice. Like, I don't get that at all. Mm. <laughs> How on earth do you do that? Well, it's just, it's just like doing it, you know, yourself, you know. Hmm. You, you, you just make it the character's hum. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that thing in acting, you know, you, you, you identify the qualities that your character has, and then they just have to behave with those qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, in the situation that they're that they're in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. And, and can I ask you about your feelings on uh, Henry Cavill's voice in The Witcher? Because it should. It, I mean, it's so inspired by your performance. I I personally feel. I mean, they they obviously sort of thought, what do people know? from the video game world as the witcher because he, his delivery is it's it's very similar to the one that you do but obviously yeah. you know people do their own take and stuff but but how do you feel about that uh, it's great i love it and henry actually well henry told me himself um standing in front of me that he used my uh, my performance as um inspiration for his own choices as far as the voice was concerned oh, cool. um, and he's gone on record as well he's i, I think it was a uh, Forbes interview or something like that, uh, where he does say, you know, you know, Doug Cockle did the voice in the game and he did a fantastic job. And so I, I kind, I kind of, um, I'm paraphrasing what Hen, Hen, uh, yeah, but yeah, um, he said, um, you know, I, I, I use that as a starting place to find my own voice for Geralt. But what I've always felt myself, uh, me, not Henry, yeah. um, is that Geralt's the kind of character who. He, 
he can't have any other voice than that kind of gruff, yes, growly voice. That's just what he needs. Yeah, I lo- I love what they've done. I don't know if it was an accident that they decided to to keep running with, or um, or if they planned this. But you know the hmms and the mm. uh, you know that particular word that starts with an F that yeah. <laughs> uh, has become a, a a wonderful in joke in the, yeah. in the TV series. Um, I just think he does a marvelous job. He looks great. He sounds great. He moves great. I mean, his fight scenes are fantastic. I know that that's you know the choreography is, is done by other people, but he performs them really really well. Um, so yeah, I think it's great, and I I, I love that he did use my my vocal performance as well I don't want to say inspiration but he yeah. used it to inform his own choices in terms of how he approached Geralt and Geralt's voice that's fantastic that's that's a real um uh, yeah it's it's just a, a nice feeling yeah and I, I'd love to hear you interviewing him and him interviewing you in character yeah. both. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'd what love, we need. <laughs> I'd love to sit down over coffee or something and have this actually videoed and both of us just have a conversation in our Geralt voices. Uh, I'm going to suggest it to somebody and see if we can make that happen. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I just, I really also just want to know what's kind of next for you on the horizon because, you know, we're on a, a new year now. This is our January episode and I know you never quite know what's coming through the door and stuff. And, and I suppose even if there was a Witcher 4, you probably wouldn't be able to tell us. But, but what kind of things are you looking out for this year then? Because I know you, you, teaching we mentioned slightly as well. I know you teach quite a lot so so what you got going on well i've got a lot of teaching actually at the moment um uh, so that will dictate what i can what i can do and can't do um to a certain extent i mean if something big came along i'd have you know i'd have to have a conversation with with my uh university line manager but um i've got a i've got a recording job coming up i don't know how much i can say about it it's (laughs) not a big big one but it's for a nice big game that i've voiced before ah, uh, so cool. what, I, what i can say is that a couple years ago i voiced a um i did the voice of a god uh chernobog in smite the video oh game. yes yeah so um so i did that a couple years ago and and i just might be um uh Picking just, the voice up again. <laughs> well, no, different. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. So really cool. I've got, got a bit of something going on there nice. uh, towards the end of the month. And, um, yeah, at, at the moment, it's just see what comes down the pipeline. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking to us, and I'll let you get back to busily teaching away there, um, and we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye out and an ear out for everything you do. Cool. Thanks, Chris. The brilliant Doug Cockle, who is such an exceptional voice actor anyway. Thank you so much for sparing us the time. You can download the full episodes of the Naked Gaming podcast. Just search for that on iTunes or Acast, Stitcher or Spotify, and we will find you there. Do leave us a review as well and subscribe if you can. And we'll be back in the coming weeks with another edition of an InShort special with a voice actor from a video game. So look out for it.